I overhear transmissions sometimes. There are things out in the dark that only the dark can overcome. Long story, and it may look like I don't know what I'm doing, but I do. Maybe not. things you won't understand. Eyes out, Guardian. How do we, how do we start this thing? Is it just like, welcome to Relax Guardian Podcast? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Welcome to Relax Guardian Podcast. It is episode 10. Fucking double figures, man. Fucking awesome. Didn't think we'd get you, but hey, how's it going, Agnakai? I am swell. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm fucking... Look, I did well in uh, work today. I was there all of 53 minutes. Internet went down. <laughs> and then I said, fuck it, I'm leaving. <laughs> and, that, and, that, nice. and that was it, basically. I just left. And I, I, dro- I drive the hour and a half to there, get my breakfast. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm not staying around there for this bollocks. And I went back and started working on my decking. So, good. How are you, man? How was your I was week? Fucking yell! I'm just gonna yell at his fucking dogs real quick. One second. Hey! <sighs> Sorry about that. Um, I'm good. I have just been. <clears throat> Not playing a lot of Destiny. I've been pretty busy this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there wasn't much to do. Really, that was brand new, like, more. Um, well, it's kind of like... Not really. Any, yeah. Well, we, it's hard to Back to the discussion last week, because we turned on and discussed it last week, that it, it the end of the... The end of the season is pretty lackluster, and I went out and did the um, the warden seal, and um, yeah, turns out there's two secret um, secret bounties left, or secret triumphs, I should say. So there's something mm. gonna happen, whether it's the crescendo that we. Sorry, I'm, I'm burping. I've just taken a big massive swig of a really fizzy beer. <laughs> whether it's the crescendo that we're expecting or the fizzle. That we kind of, I'm not, I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be. I don't know, but um, yeah. because we're not that far away, we go what thirty. I would imagine he's, he's twenty odd days, twenty five days by now. I haven't really checked lately. Yeah, there's not long left. Nah, nah. but there is two triumphs, like you said, to still be unlocked. So it could be something. It could and be just like an hour ago, people found that secret ship. In the Cosmodrome, that was sort of like linked to the Hawkman quest. Like people were doing the Hawkman quest and got new dialogues is, to set it off. Is that the old Hawkman, or are they redoing the Hawkman quest? 
the original one, like the one that we all did, you go to Hawkmoon. Can you read? At some point, can you got, farm that again? Dialogue. Can you farm that again? Can you? Um, I don't think you can farm it. Okay, right. because because we're not far away. You said something quite interesting that you think Crow's going to be the new speaker. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a few, I've seen a few theories um, that he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be the speaker, but he's definitely one of the prophet type people that the speakers were in the Destiny universe before the City Age, or during the City Age and everything, even long before the City Age actually. Because people, yeah, yeah, no, 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 keep going, keep going. I'm, uh... Oh, okay, yeah. Um, these were people that were like getting visions from the Traveler of like. <sighs> Not really sure, but they they sort of interpreted it as the traveler was speaking to them and trying to send them some sort of message of guidance. They never really say specifically what they were seeing, um, but as the line sort of went on of air quote speakers, the messages got more and more difficult to receive, and that's why the speaker that we see and interact with is wearing that mask because it's supposed to amplify um, the messages being received. Uh, and he was the last one until Crow. And Crow didn't start getting these things, obviously, until he was a guardian, but also until the Traveler woke up, like, properly, when we got that moment at the end of um, last year, but just before Beyond Light launch. Yeah, okay. So, Cause... I'm thinking, yeah, that he is going to be a... Pro- maybe not a speaker specifically. If he's going to be a speaker, probably someone that's, like, hidden away. I, I th- from the city. I, I don't think so, mate. I think he's going to be out and out and proud. To be fair, because like the new season's called uh, Season of the Chosen. Now, yeah, and that was that was another plan I was going to go down as well. Because mm. that's that's basically in your face that he could be the chosen, and then something comes from that. I'm not too sure, but like obviously it's been over Christmas. It is not twab really, uh, but what got released? I I can't remember. I can't even see with the date on it um uh play of shadows um so it's, mm-hmm. so it's what, what i found interesting um i'm just going to read this little paragraph it's a slightly longer than a paragraph but you, you know where i'm coming from in a small stone garden at daybreak i caught a ray meditates her attempts at communion with the traveler unsuccessful her mind is fraught with worry over variables decisions that must be made and the margins Above her hangs a cloud-swept traveller, an ivory island in oil. In oil? Moot bereft its acts untimely and oblivious. Ikora remembers that many times she watches Osiris sit here in frustration. The gardens represent serenity to her then, and he was the brazier's flame, brilliant and illuminating. The world was clear in those early days, but clarity was shallow and easily altered by the painful nuances of time. Ikora murmurs to herself, We are adrift. Our foes know their bearings and we. There is imminent daunting pressure. Ikora holds her breath. She is not alone. Something is wrong. She feels an intrusion and tensions draws tight around her heart. A shadow moves over her. Ikora, she breathes again. Familiarity anchors her. So... Then it goes into the bit of a conversation with her and Osiris and all that sort of stuff. But to me, 
like there's there was the questions of whether Zavala was um, uh, getting swayed by the darkness. Do you reckon that's what this is? Her, the, the, she feels the intrusions and tensions draws tight around her heart. So do you reckon that's the darkness trying to, or the witch queen trying to get into her? Yeah, I think she's def- she's she's smart. She's a warlock. She's very aware of the world happening around her, and I'm I'm guessing that she would be sensing something in the tower, possibly Sabathun penetrating through the Hamkara skull. Maybe a feeling she's getting from Osiris because he's now long no longer a light bearer because Segura is gone. Well, so she must just be getting some sort of I th- feedback from something. I think Osiris has done the duty. I've got. You mean kill, killed Segura? No, no. I think he's. Uh, well, obviously you don't know because we don't see any of the bloody cutscene. So, like, yeah. Like it just happens. Like it, they made such a big song and dance about Cade's, uh, Cade's death and Cade's ghosts, 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 death, ghosts, yeah, is death. <laughs> that you'd think something as significant as Osiris Sagira's death that they would fucking show it. Obviously, surely they would show it. So look, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little bit unsure now. I think. Um, I think Osiris may be thinking he's doing the right thing, but it's slowly getting taken over. Possibly. I don't fucking know. Don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I could be reading Corrupted. just way too fucking deep in this shit, and it could just be fact that he's an old man who just loves sucking Exo's dick. I don't know. <laughs> it could... I reckon he's a power bottom. I reckon he's a fucking hardcore power bottom. <laughs> Oh man! But do you reckon? Do you reckon like um, Saint Fourteen would have like piston dick? <laughs> like, boom, 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 I think boom, it'd be boom. like a nineteen sixty-seven gear shift. Like it's just a long, thick shaft and a big ball in the end. <laughs> just like do 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 like the sex machines that these uh, yeah, that obviously yeah people with porn. I don't watch it, but people other people have told me about it. <laughs> and stuff like that so <laughs> alright so look um, we are obviously going to be doing this is going to be a fairly it's going to be a substantial one because we are going to get yeah. get this book of sorrows done today hopefully if obviously Agnikai will uh, keep up the reading but um, we'll smash this out and then we've obviously got our PvP we've got a live PvP episode next week I think it's live. Is it live? Yes, it is live. Uh, With Monster and hopefully Dillygaff. Oh, Dillygaff's doing something in the background. Even more probably pop on later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that one will be live. Special episode. It will also count as episode 11 in this timeline. Whereas like the Christmas special one, we sort of just... We didn't really talk about anything like law-wise or anything that was like important. I, I still win. I, I still won that argument. Fuck no, you. no, you, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still won we that. Fuck you. Won. I still won that fucking argument. I'm, I'm not going to fucking deny it. I won. I've been told by many people, basically myself, that I won. That yeah. Fucking <laughs> the voices in your head. Basically, yes. 
Yeah. Well, not, <laughs> yeah. not basically, but yeah, basically, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that will count in our timeline um, of episodes. And then after that, we we sort of finish off like books that we can directly read from in the game to tell the lore stories. So we're going to be taking characters and stories from the lore universe still in the same chronological timeline of the Destiny universe. So after everything that happens with the Hive is uh, the Nine. And we're going to be taking that lore story and writing our own scripts uh, into, yeah, using that lore to tell that story, if that makes sense. So it's not going to be just like direct reading from the lore, but us yeah, sort of making a story out of it. Yeah, yeah. To keep it more interesting. Otherwise, we'd just be reading stuff like, and on the steady hand, hand cannon, we have this quote where the nine did this thing, and then that's it. Trust me, I've, I've, actually, if we can... I've actually listened to podcasts like that. And I've quickly, yeah, it's, I've quickly shoved it's, it's, but um, yeah, there's some podcasts out there that do like theories on the universe and they're like, well, my evidence is on this gun right here and whatnot, which is fine, but it's going to be boring as batshit if you have to listen to my voice. Well, just going, and on the adore, is that, they say this. Is that why like, everybody's fucking... commenting that I have the best voice out of all three of us? But is it, it's not a very large, um, <laughs> the five of us, pool of evidence, the five, yeah. the five people five. that listen to us. <laughs> but yeah it'll grow so like grow. um so like what i'm gonna kind of saying we are going to be doing scripts and like we said if you've got if, if you want um thoughts if you want to give us any um feedback on anything just obviously drop us a line on all our little business that agnakai will read out at the end um yes and ho- like hopefully like the the whole thing builds and look we we are almost at the end of uh season of the hunt um are we coming into season of the chosen? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of excited. I'm slight. I've got mm. semi. I've got like half a fish. <laughs> I just want something to do. Like I know season of the hunt came out with Beyond Light, so all of the new stuff to do was more tied to Beyond Light to be able to continue us throughout the year. But I want something more from this season coming rather than. Yeah, Empire Hunts, but without the Empire Hunt type. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all it felt like that was. Yeah, look, it's they, they. Look, I don't know how many times you can give them a pass because of Corona, like COVID and stuff like that. I don't know how many times you can turn around. Oh, because it's COVID. Like it seemed. All right, you go and do that. You get this. You upgrade that. But that was what we did in the last three seasons. Whether this was obviously. Already in the timeline prior to COVID, that was already there in the background, getting remade, getting made. I don't know, um, but look, season thirteen. It's hard to say. I, it's yeah. it's ri- ridiculously difficult to um, to say. Like I haven't really since I've done this podcast, I've kind of stepped away from other people's po- uh, other people Destiny's podcast because I don't want to like pilfer information off that. As of right, like I've kind of stepped away, but like, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. It's um, hopefully there's something. Hopefully, look, I don't know. If Vault of Glass is coming in next season. Oh fuck, I doubt that. I doubt. I think that's gonna be like middle of the year to keep people going. Yeah, yeah. Most likely, because they're bringing back. 
Oh, sorry, they're bringing in Adept Weapons next... Is it the next season, Adept Weapons? Either 13 or 14. 13 or 14, I can't remember, to be honest. But it's... Yeah, and the, get, look, we're I, definitely getting those three weapons back next season from Nightfalls. No, from Grandmasters. Sorry, from Grandmasters. Yeah, and which is good. Well, we've got something to go and do there. Kind of because me, Shawnee, and Dark did uh, Grandmasters the other day, and I've never been clattered off a fallen sniper <laughs> rifle before. Yeah, but it, it's it's you're doing a challenging activity for no real reason right now. Well, like yeah, you can get high start rolled gear. Yeah, well, that's what, like, that's why the conversation I had today with Monster, I was like, you need to be doing this stuff. If you want seventy pluses, you have to go and do Grandmaster. Like it was. A, yeah, but the argument is, what is the point of having seventy plus gear? What's it for? Well, it, because we don't play anything that requires that yet. Like maybe trials, but even then, trials is so empty. Like Monster has that. We're gonna have to go over this again in a PvP episode, but there's yeah. nothing for that seventy plus gear to use. I just want it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly right. I just, I just want it too. I want to be fucking amazingly powerful. I just want it for the fucking sake of it. I want my fucking. I want. Last year I had triple hundreds. Now I want quadruple hundreds. Yeah, and it's gonna be good when Transmog comes in because we're gonna have this really high stat roll armor that also looks good. Um, or like looks the way that we want it to as well. So I guess that's a reason. But like for for going up against a difficult uh, task, it just doesn't seem worth it. It's just it's just it's just the fun of it. It was so hard, um, mm. and it was fun. That's all I can. That's mm. all I. That's all I got from it. To be honest, it's yeah. um, it was a very good. We got to the end, um, but then obviously you lose all. You lose all your um, all your revives after fifteen minutes, so you can't die. So if you haven't got a place to hide, oh, right. you can't. You just fucking die, and then you can, there's no way you can revive it. So it'll be one person at the end trying to fucking complete it all. Right? <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking. It's pretty pretty fucking good. It's it's pretty funky. It is. I like. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's uh, like I said, man, getting clattered by a fucking fallen uh, sniper. I haven't done it in a really. I haven't got nailed like that since uh, Beyond Light came out. Yeah. Where you're trying to do the uh, the story mission, but then like I've been trying yeah. to do the seals because I'm a bit of a seal bitch, and so I'm trying to get all them, all those fucking little bloody oh. fucking penguins. The one thing with the seals is why is there not an Iron Banner seal? They've got all those triumphs, but there's no seal attached to it. I don't get it. There should be an Iron Lord's title in that game. That'd be for It's so obvious. That'd be cool, though. We've got a Trials one, for fuck's sake. We've got, like, two competitive fucking um, PvP ones. We don't have an Iron Lord one? Like, come on. I don't know, it'd be fucking cool if you could get called an Iron Lord, though. Imagine that. Well, you get, yeah, like, you get called an Iron Lord, air quotes, by Saladin if you were a D1 veteran and you played the Rise of Iron campaign, but that's it. You don't get the title. That's all I want. I just, I want it. Right. Yeah. Or Young Wolf. Young Wolf would be a good one as well. Ooh, that'd be pretty fucking cool. But what if you're mm. over 60? Would you still get classed as a Young Wolf? I don't know. Ask Corgi. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's get into this thing because it's going to be a lot of fucking reading, I think. 
and I've already yeah. I've already can see some difficult words. So here we go. <laughs> I've run out of beer as well. Fuck. Oh Jesus. Alright, cool. You get into this one. Verse four point zero, a golden amputation. Wrath. Behold the wrath of Oris, coiled for ten thousand years. Behold the golden amputation, the fall of Tashibeth, and the end of an age. We beat the worlds of Tashibeth like skull drums and we howl in joy for our black war moons as they ram silver orbitals and gleaming star webs where infant ta- uh, Tashibeth's sun ravens curl and die unborn. In his throne world, Oryx paces ten times. On the first pace, Kregor sends the accursed to blight the Tashibeth's world. On the second pace, the tie unleash their battle plates and national ships to fight our moons. On the third pace, Oryx war priest meets them in battle, and he is victorious. He paints the void with fire. He salts the earth with ash. On the fourth pace, Magnor and Kradug, dyad knights, go to the Raven Bridge, and they stand on it and kill the tie for ten years. On the fifth pace, the tie emperor Raven comes home to her bridge, and she cuts a moon with her talons. She cuts it open and kills his brood. On the sixth pace, Oryx speaks, saying, Listen to me, Emperor Raven, and I will describe to you the last true shape, which is written on my tablet. And he puts out his fist, full of black fire, and he swallows up the Emperor Raven with a wound. Ayat, only Oryx knows this power and the power to take. On the seventh pace, a perfect raven comes out of Oryx's wound and she spreads her wings across Tashibeth. Never again is a Tashibeth child born. She is perfect. She enacts the will of Oryx. On the eighth pace, the Thai say, Listen, you are spoilers. You are sphincters and excreta. You rot. Why do you kill? We made silver orbitals and golden star webs. We hatch eggs. We had a good thing. Our clothes were nice, our food was famous. With one of her feathers, our emperor could have tickled the gods. On the ninth pace, Oryx says, This is the only god, this ability to dictate what will and will not exist. This power to go on existing, this is your god, it is never ticklish. On the tenth pace, the Tashibeth are extinct. Then Oryx says, Listen, my siblings, do you know what we have done? We have conquered our way to the edge of the deep. It whispers to me when I call on it. It guides my fight. It says that we are its threshold and I should come inside. I will go and speak to it. I like how I had the long... I like how I had the long fucker and you just got a little poxy little... uh, Two fucking lines. The, the only thing I could yeah. th- the only thing I could think of that is that, like when he's like talking about his wound, I can just see a big vagina open up in uh, Oryx's chest and he just sucks <laughs> like the raven in. He's like, oh hello. <laughs> it's interesting. They they write this with his paces as if time moves incredibly differently in the throne world compared to the universe that we are in. 
whether or not it's written like that or he just takes fucking gigantic steps. Well, he is huge. Do you reckon? Because there was a guy, there's a guy that does it on YouTube and he works out how things in comic books and things in films, how they would work. Like he did one, right. he did one for Godzilla, which I, I really like because they were like, they, they take into consideration, he takes into consideration the height, he puts the buildings next to him and he goes, oh, Godzilla this much. How big is Godzilla's heart to be able to move blood around his, around his system and how fast he would pace and how much of a, like the length of his pace and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like he could just be fucking huge. So each pace is so like so what is it the i think the um which is the one with the 10 10 years um on the fourth pace magnor and kradug dyad knights go to the raven's bridge and they stand on it and kill the tie for 10 years so like you said it could possibly be a time works different or each of these paces are 10 years apart because you get given a timeline for the 10 years hmm. he could just be standing still on that pace and like wait for something to happen I guess <laughs> like, like, totally be it yeah. like, what's okay, the, stop at 4 pass the parcel <laughs> oh, I can just rip it off the pace yeah. rip it off the things but yes and I found it I found it quite really interesting that this guy does it on YouTube breaks into like Thor's hammer and all that sort of shit. What that stuff is supposed to be made out of and all that sort of shit. Pretty funky. He did it. Mm. He, he did a good one. What would happen if you got punched by Superman? Like, oh right. The like the nuclear fusion, because they say Superman can has got the ability. He's quite strong, so obviously um, they take into consideration of him lifting up a building. And how much the building weighs, the size of his fist, and how fast he can move it. They say he can move it like the fast of a speeding bullet or whatever the fuck it is. Is and this the guy he like writes like on a clear glass screen kind of in front of the screen? And it's like a black background, he's got long hair. No, no, this is uh um, okay. I love to I love to find it. I love to find it, man. It's fucking awesome. But they say yeah. if a person that with the size of the fist, he can lift this building, the nuclear because he he produced nuclear fusion. And he goes, it's never happened before. So you just evaporate because the, the amount of heat that comes off his fist as he's moving would just fucking just just fucking vaporize you. Just eviscerate you. Yeah, wow. just like, poof, you're gone. You're no longer in existence. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I found that fun. So, yeah. so it'd be cool to find out, like, because in, uh, what's the Crota one where he's fucking massive and he's just this floaty... And when you kill him, the he just he just floats off into the fucking into the ether. Incredible. Yeah. So is he that big? Is he like you said? It possibly is more probably denoting that time works different in his throne world, hmm. which is more like more likely. But I just love the the thought of every pace is ten years. People just watching him going, "All right, are you gonna finish the step?" Like. Come on, man. Yeah, you can, you can, you can <laughs> do it, man. You can do it. Throw that. Like the same thrall that watched the three giants is watching him. Like, are you gonna move? No, it, it could be the thing like uh, Austin Powers where the guys getting run over by their uh, their um, the steamroller. No, oh. get out of the way. No, <laughs> and it, like Oryx's foot is just slowly coming out. No, ah, ah, move out of the way. Move out of the way. Ah. No. 
Oh, what a great movie. Oh. Like, just something like that. Oh, fucking hell. When's he, when's he gonna finish this fucking step, man? Holy fuck. Yeah. He's like, alright. Go, 4.1, man. Alright, 4.1. Alright, I'll say, I'll say. Sorry, man. sorry to go back. No, just to fuck you up. Yeah. So, do we have any idea who these Tashi Bethies are? Obviously, it's another race. It's an, another species in the universe that just get fucking wiped out. Yeah, like it doesn't uh, like I keep I keep getting these names um, and then copy and pasting them and putting Tashi Beth and Destiny fucking two, and I don't get fucking nothing. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's 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 more just supposed to um, introduce characters in Oryx's court. So like the War okay. Priest is one of them, um, right. who you fight in. Um, King's Fall, and then I don't see Golgoroth here, but yeah. All right, here we go. I've actually, this has actually got some information on them. The Tashi Beth were an avian species described as sun ravens who arose on the Tashi Beth and eventually established an advanced spacefaring citizen uh, civilization that encompasses multiple words, worlds. They construct orbitals and structures called star webs in which infant Tashi Beth gestate. Their military technology includes battle plates and arsenal ships. The Tashibethi were ruled by a Thai Emperor Raven. Um, the de- uh, trivia, the description of the Thai as sun ravens may be drawn from the three-legged crow. I'm not even going to pronounce that from East Asian mythology. There we are. Perfect. Hmm. Boom. Now you know. Boom. Now you know, listeners. Now you know, five listeners. <laughs> All right. They're out there. Hit us. Alright. Verse 4.1. Yeah. Verse 4.1. Battle made waves. Oryx went down into his throne world. He went out into the abyss. And with each step, he read one of his tablets, so that they became like stones beneath his feet. He went out and he created an altar, and he prepared an unborn ogre. He called on the deep, saying... I can see you in the sky. You are the waves, which are battles, and the battles are the waves. Come into this vessel I have prepared for you. And it arrived, the deep itself. Fuck, that was a long one, man. Jesus Christ. I know, you. you, uh, there's some fucking quite difficult words in there, like altar. (laughs) (laughs) So is the, the, the way he's describing this is basically he's given the deep, an unborn ogre to 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 go into. Mm-hmm. Is that ogre? So saying ogre? unborn, an unborn ogre. Uh, ogres are thrall who have been tormented and twisted to extreme rages, and then that is what causes them to have their massive sh- uh, shape happen, form happen, yeah. and deformities. They're called unborn until they go through another ritual after that, and then they are full ogres at that point. So it's not like an ogre that's just like fertile, waiting to be put into. It's an ogre that's there that hasn't had its final ritual yet. Well done, Boff. Thank you. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Hmm. It should be learned by reading. Who would have thunk? Yeah. You've done well, mate. You've done well. I'm uh, quite surprised. <laughs> Alright, you can read your next two pages. What the fuck? Like, why, how am I getting these big fuck-off pages with all the hard words? 
Where's fucking Dilly when you need the bugger? Alright. So what what do you reckon's the what do you reckon the the thing with the ogre then? Obviously they've given him an ogre, but like you said, it's mm-hmm. before he's been altered into the ogre. So he's just a thrall, or is he just a tormented he's, thrall? He's a tormented thrall that hasn't had the final ritual happen yet. So it's like, yeah, final stages, and it's at its prime to have something happen to it. Like okay. it's it's ready to receive a ritual. Alright, cool. So then putting the deep itself into the ogre would give it its final ultimate form. Not just a normal ogre that we can go and shoot in the head and it'll just ash. It would be something else. Okay, I like it. I like it. Mm. <laughs> Alright, you're a pretty relaxed one. I like this one. Oryx, my king. Oh, this is, this is 4.2, guys. Oryx, my king, my friend, kick back, relax, shrug off that armor, set down that blade, roll your burden shoulders and let down your guard. This is a place of life, a place of peace. Yeah, man. Massive spliff. <laughs> big, huge, big, huge bong. And the way fucking, the way Oryx goes. Out in the... <laughs> Out in the world, we ask a simple, true question. A question like, can I kill you? Can I rip your world apart? Tell me the truth, for if I don't ask, someone will ask it for me. And they call us evil. Evil. Evil means socially maladaptive. We are adaptiveness itself. Ah, Oryx. How do we explain it to them? The world is not built on laws they love, not on friendships, but on mutual interests. Not on peace, but on victory uh, Victory by any means. The universe is run by extinction, by extermination, by gamma rays burst, burning up a thousand garden worlds by howling signatories, eating up infant sons. And if life is to live, if anything is to survive through the end of all things, it will live not by the smile, but by the sword. Not in a soft place, but in a hard hell. Not in the rotting bog of artificial paradise, but in the cold, half self-verifying truth of the ultimate arbiter, the only judge, the power that is own metric and its own source, existence, at any cost. Strip away the lies and the truces and the delay and tactics they call civilization, and this is what remains, this beautiful shape. The fate of everything is made like this. In the collision, the test of one praxis against another, this is how the world changes. One way meets a second way and they discharge their weapons. They exchange their words on markets. They contest and in doing so they petition each other for the right to go on being something instead of nothing. This is the universe figuring out what it should be in the end. And it is majestic. Majestic it is only thing that can be true in and of itself. And it is what I am. That was a hell of a spliff, Jesus Christ. I got I got a little bit of fucking I had a little bit of wind in me then. <laughs> well, I, 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 I got a bit lightheaded I got, through the second paragraph. <laughs> I got felt I, I felt a bit like rising. Like <laughs> It was good, I could hear it in your voice. You I know, getting into it. I know I fucking so It took you ten episodes. <laughs> yeah. Took me took me ten episodes to learn how to read properly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> 
man. Yeah. <sighs> Good. Wonderful. Yeah, you got your job set. You got your job fucking editing next week. (laughs) Uh, Goodness me. I'm trying to make it as easy as I can for you. I thought thought you were recording. That's why I come in straight with the introduction. No, I was going to. I thought you were recording too. I don't want to do that to him. (sighs) (laughs) So they're not going to know, but Dilly's been here for about five minutes and he hasn't been recording and we just went through his entire introduction. Essentially, he's done a raid this week. All right, moving on. Alright, cool. Verse 4.3, go. 4.3. When do monsters have dreams? I'm walking down the road. I'm going to the orrery to talk to my dad. And I hear, well, I hear this noise. So I look back. And my sisters are behind me. And they're ripping up the road. They've got these huge swords, execution swords. And they're levering the stones out of the road. The stones are covered in writing. They're like tablets, and there's dirt underneath, full of worms. I need to get to the orrery before they catch up to me, so I start running, but right away someone trips me. It's my dad. He's got his foot out and he grabs me by the horns and just slams me down on my face. I'm in so much pain I nearly throw up a worm. Why weren't you ready for this, dad says. He's wearing glare goggles. Those shiny goggles that he used to... Those shiny goggles that he'd used to save his vision during lightning storms or sea fire. All three of his eyes reflect me. Didn't you know they'd just be jealous? Because they couldn't come to the orrery and talk to me? Didn't you know they'd move against you? I start wailing like I'm two days old again, and I say, Dad, I thought you were my friend. I'm supposed to be safe here. But he just puts out his fists, and I realize he's laughing at me for believing him. Why did you think I'd be... Why did I think I'd be safe? In his fist, he's got a black sun and he holds me by the throat and goes to tip the black sun inside me. I can see my jaws in his goggles. Three reflections of my jaws with so many teeth. So I start eating my dad. I bite huge pieces out of him and I claw him up. I eat his legs and I eat his arms and I eat his goggles and his eyes and he says, good, good, this is majestic and true. But my sisters are still tearing up the road so I don't know how to get back. This dude took a fucking shroom in that spliff. Is this Teox or is it Oryx? This is Oryx. So, the person he was talking to must have been a dream sequence where he was talking to a version of his dad that he remembers. And that's sort of his... He's gone into his own head and into a safe space. And he's questioning everything that he's done up to this point and why in this universe things would want to kill him and why they, they, they perceive him and his siblings as evil and now he's gone in and he's questioning it and he sees his dad and his dad's betrayed him and now his safe space is betrayed and he can see his sisters behind him tearing up the roads of his tablets that he laid and all of the worms underneath he he's in his own head and he's he's becoming he's questioning his, he's questioning his actions yeah. isn't he yeah, he's, he's questioning not, his actions. He's yeah. not, as I would put, he's not a sociopath. He's not a psychopath. He's not. Um, he's not a just a like the, everything has come before. He's not just a single killing machine. Yeah, like, he's he's yeah. he's he's got a slightly he's, bit of a more complex character than what first thought of. You know. 
Yeah. He's showing remorse for things. Mm. Yeah. And and showing regret almost for the um, for taking on the worm and going down this road. It's like he, he just never wanted to leave Thunderment of Thunderment um, originally. Mm. It kind of it kind of gives him more of a background. It kind of makes me not really nah. Fuck it, I'm not feeling sorry for the cunt. I mean, I don't feel bad for killing him. Like he tried to blow up half our planet, and you know, yeah, he did plenty of evil. Well, wrong. It to just us. It, like this road thing is obviously the start, the finish, and he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to get back to the start because it is no the way they turn it up. It is no start anymore. Is it? It's just where yeah. he is now, and the only thing he can do is just go forward. That's why he, yeah. he ate his dad, so he, the only thing he can do is just plow on. Yeah, there's no going back in life. Get a good forward. Get a good Chianti in him, and away he goes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dale, All right. you're up to doing 4.4. Yeah, yep. no, I'm here. All right, more beautiful to know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a nihilist. I don't do much except break things. That's why they say what they say about me. We could have a great civilization if it weren't for that damn oryx, that damn hive. They don't believe in anything but death. The only way to make something good is to make something that can't be broken. And the only way to do that is to try and break everything. I'm glad I learned that the universe runs on death. It's more beautiful to know. But I'm lost somewhere strange. I think that Savathun and, Z- and Sivu Wrath are trying to steal the tablets from me. They must have cut off my tribute while I was away, communing to, with the deep. I love them so dearly. No one else is clever or strong enough to try and break me. No one else can give me this gift. Once, long ago, I killed Zivul Wrath on her war moon, and she blew up the whole moon to kill with me, her. She was laughing in joy. I laughed too. A whole moon. A whole moon. It was a waste of a moon, but it taught me how to save myself from exploding worlds, which was necessary to fight the Incumene. I love Mighty Zivu more than the moon loves the tide. I'll kill her for this, over and over, forever and ever. When I get home from my wanderings in the deep, and I take back my throne, I'm going to have children. That's what I need. Sons and daughters to love and kill. He's getting fucked up, isn't he? Yeah. 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 He's questioning, he's life questioning himself, isn't he? He's taking, he, like you said, he's taking a fucking acid. And he's like, hey, hey man. You know how it is. You turned 40,000. You have a midlife <laughs> crisis. <laughs> you, you annihilate 19 civilizations but, and you're like, you, know, you buy a Porsche without a roof on it. <laughs> red. Everyone. A red, red. Porsche. <laughs> Go and get it from the flesh room. And away you go. You date a girl that's 18,000 years old. We've all been through it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely questioning everything in his life and everything that's led him up to this point and why he's here. Seems to be the um, the theme of this part of the book. The chapter. Yeah, the chapter, yeah. All the, the verses. One to ten. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. It's been so long that he's that he's taken the worm now and he's made the deal, and even long, a long time since he's become the taking king, and he's 
final form of Oryx, and it's like everything's slowly weighing on him. Yeah, but you think in final form he would have fucking just like vented all these different types of uh, feelings, and that's all he is. Yeah, now. he's just a fucking single killing machine. But now he's like, oh. Yeah, you think this would be an Oryx thing, not an Oryx thing. Yeah. Like Maybe I, the deep doesn't have quite the hold that he thought it did. Yeah, like I love, I love my sisters, but then he, she blew up a fucking moon to kill him, and then he says, "I love her," and then I'm gonna kill her. It's like a fucked up mm. family, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Verse four point five. This love is war. What is war good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Zivu upon Oryx. Uttered by Zivu Arath, siblings of Oryx. Betrayal. We have marooned Oryx within the deep. This is our obligation as the lords of the hive. To make war upon each other. To eradicate weakness and make ourselves sharp. You can just see fucking... You can just see Zivu Arath with a big pencil sharpener on the top of her head. Going, <laughs> 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make myself fucking sharp. Obligations. <laughs> Once I permitted Oryx to kill me so that he could gain the sword logic and overcome Akka, oh god. This left me trapped deep within the throne. But Oryx, my brother, made war upon the Ecumene, and in that war he described me, for I too am war, and thus I was resurrected. Resurrection. Savathun and I conspire to stand Oryx on his expedition, but I secretly believe I will be stronger with Oryx to war against. Thus I describe him. A description of Oryx. When Oryx looks upon you, you feel that you may vanish if he looks away. The crest of Oryx's skull is as long as an arm. In the course of his life, a thought moves from one end to the other. Upon his crest, I have painted a line in my blood so that he will remember me. Each of Oryx's fangs has the precision of a finger and the acuity of an eye. Although he was born at the bottom of the universe and taught to burrow, Oryx has grown wings. The light of wildfire shines through them. Oryx teaches, but he will not be taught. Oryx's body is corded with strength. His sinews and muscles are strong as his children, and his children are the strength of him. Oryx wears a raiment of worm silk made from the cowl of gods. A voice of Oryx may cause two different numbers to become equal. This is um, this reminds me of that. You know that um, the guy that I keep bringing up that I can never remember his fucking name, like Chuck he, Norris. Chuck Norris is basically going. Oh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris has the fucking cowl of the gods. He doesn't have the cowl yeah. of the gods. He just has a cowl of Chuck Norris. <laughs> and like the voice of Oryx may cause two different numbers to become equal. Like, yeah, Chuck Norris knows all numbers. He is the number. <laughs> Oryx, my brother, is the bravest thing I know. Upon fundament, he learned that we were the natural prey of the universe, the most frail and desperate of things. He thought about this carefully and he found a way to fix it. He made us strong. He will lead us into eternity. Oryx, my brother, loves me and this love is war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely loads of things. Except for <laughs> dropping exotics when I need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So this is just Eva Ralph being like, my big brother <laughs> can kick all your ass. Well, he's not. He's not the. Is he the eldest? Uh, Oryx is the oldest. So Taox is the uh, Taox is older than Oryx. Well, Taox is a babysitter of the siblings. Okay. Okay. So how long, how long is now from the start of Fundament to the point now? How far do you reckon it is? Oh, Jesus. Centuries. Thousands. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. Long fucking time. If they're travelling across the entire universe by hurtling moons, like... <laughs> it's it's a long time. I'm going to throw a fucking moon at you. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's going to take a bit. Hang up. Yeah, it's coming. Wind it up. It's fucking coming. Stay here for 100 like, years. It'll be you. Yeah, well, look, it takes him 10 years to take a step. Like, time is irrelevant to these guys. Yeah, and uh, before uh, Dilly, they are saying that each one of the Oryx's step is 10 years increments. So he's just, like, freeze-framing as he's, like, trying to fucking walk. So if they're hurtling moons and they're taking 10 years to walk, does that mean they were the first ones to actually moonwalk? Ooh, Jesus Christ! That was shite. <laughs> <laughs> that was fuck me. Whoa, that's one of my bad you're, ones. You're welcome. That's dad's a fucking destiny. That's a destiny. Fucking <laughs> holy fuck! Wow. Yeah, I dropped my mic. Yeah, this is tight. Yeah, this entire passage is just Zero blowing smoke up people's asses about how powerful Oris is, which he is. You could just you could just see your Oris going, Zero take your dick out of my asshole. Yeah. Was it what's the what's the quote what's the quote of um snatch, is it? Take your tongue out of my ass. <laughs> I wonder who he's I wonder who he's saying this to to like describe Oryx to someone like has he has he just conquered someone and they're like you are the most powerful thing that's ever come along here and he's like well I've got this sibling right and then describes this fantastical creature do you think like the scribe is shit at himself like <laughs> You will, like, Zebra Rath is like, you will fucking write this. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's got chisel and stone. He's <laughs> etching it onto the side of a sword that they found. Soon. <laughs> just... Little fucking... There's, like, a... There's a row of acolytes just fucking hammering away at every word. <laughs> nah, the acolytes... Well, I suppose acolytes have some sort of intelligence, I would imagine. Yeah. I can listen a lot more than Thrall. Thrall is mindless. Alright. 4.6. Go for it, whoever it is. I think it's sad. It's me. (laughs) It is me. Verse 4.6. Eater of Hope. You are Crota, my son. Welcome. I fought my way out of hell to make you. I fought my traitor siblings, and I fought the swarming corpse of Akka, and I cut my way back into our, into my own court, the High War, which had been ups- which had been usurped. Once I had made war on Savathun and crippled her tribute so that she could never challenge me, 
once I had tricked Ziggurath and poisoned her tribute so that she could never again try to take my tablets, and once I had arranged my own lineages so that I would be greatest among the hive and secure my throne, then I found a mother to make spawn. One of those spawn was you. Your life will be a battle too. You will have to win your place at the high war. I will give you nothing except this. Your first sword, and this name I have prepared for you. We fight a war against false hope, Crota. We chase a god called the Traveller, a husk, a huckster god who baits young life into building houses for it. These houses are unsafe, for they cannot stand against my hive. And these houses are a trap, for they lead young life away from the blade and tooth, which are the tools of survival and the means of ascension. Only when the Traveller is extinguished will the universe be free to arrange itself and assume by ruthless contests, its final perfect shape, a shape which depends on nothing but itself. Thus I name you Crota, Eater of Hope. There is an oath upon me, Crota, my son, an oath against the wretched Taox. This I do not give to you. It is for me, your father, to bear. Let's go meet your aunts and uncles. So, Oryx Fox? Yeah. Back to Saint Fourteen's piston deck. Do you reckon like it's just gonna be? It's a tablet. It's just a straight tablet. Like he just fucking. Do you, uh, do you reckon it's not like like <laughs> full of spines? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a. How did I not make this joke first? It's clearly a worm. Oh, yeah, well, good. <laughs> it's just a flailing body of Arca. It's <laughs> just like ah, like a fucking like a hose pipe that has a, like a like a uh, fire hose pipe that would not. Do you know would... tentacle porn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta <laughs> go. I left my cat in the oven. Up at... I left my kid in front of the TV. <laughs> it's just an octopus comes up. So he's um yeah. So he's basically reduced the tributes that the other sisters can take because then when he reduces their tributes then he reduces their power because they can't feed so they will continuously start or possibly eating themselves to give tribute yeah, he he power capped them yeah basically yeah he's sunset their shit he 1260s them <laughs> he 1260s so his nickname is bungee he just he um he broke their artifact he fucking nerfed them. He, he wall yep. of stasis nerfed the cats. That's right. There'll be, an, there'll be an update where they'll be OP for a couple of weeks. Don't worry. <laughs> there'll, be a new, yeah. there'll be a new twab. Somebody comes out. All right, so you're back up to power now. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. Sorry, do I have a Sabathoon and her brood? She can now take full tribute again. <laughs> right. 4.7, Bill. All right. 4.7 shapes points look at you already you were grown my daughter already you were a wizard have i been away so long now you are uh, oh fuck sorry guys uh aya anuk era anuk all right cool yeah uh already you were grown my daughter already you were a wizard have i been away so long now you are Ur-Anuk, 
and Savathun cackles and rages at your brilliance. You have written 11 axioms describing the Ascendant Places, our throne world. You have announced that you will kill one of those axioms, as Akka would kill the truth. And in mantling Akka, you will become a god, as I am. If you try it, I may kill you, or I may applaud. Well done. I brought you this bitter acid for you, for your celebrations. And you, Erhalak, you are a wizard too. As is the way of twins, I have been with Zivurath, who complains that you have made a song, and sung it in her throne world, and killed everyone who listened, quite ir irrevocably. Will we have songs instead of swords and boomers? What have you made for me? It is a tooth shaped like death. I will keep it in my mouth. What have you written for me? It is a course of the Nika thought ship. I will track it down. I made you by cutting one larvae in half. It would not die. Each half grew into one of you. My sword is named Willbreaker, but it never broke you. So the song is the death song that we've viewed all the mm -hmm. way through the um, through the bits. Yeah, death <laughs> Death is very tied into that. Yep. Okay. So is um so is Toland. He be he became quite obsessed with the death song and that's and learning that when he went down into the pit, mm. that was actually his true motive and why he is now the way he is. I'm going to leave that open and like that on purpose because that's going to be a fun story to tell down the line. Yeah, mm. when you do the cool. um, Deathbringer quest, the final thing you do is against the song. The the whole white mechanic mm -hmm. in that is that song. Mm -hmm. Same within the um, Crota's End Raid. There was a witch. Uh, I think it was the witch who actually created the song, singing it, and it's a mechanic where you have to kill her before she finishes the song. Mm. Uh, I have the law of Deathbringer up in front of me if you would like me to read Sing them a lullaby of death and nothing more. The song is antithesis. A song is destruction. The failure to master the harmonies of life has birthed the anti-creation. The sullen frequency of ruin. Those sweet melodies carry more uh, with them uh, more than death. A rending of spirit and mind. A flaying of the physical self till nothing remains. The beauty of a cascading notes, the imperfect inflection of the tune. There has never been and will ever be art in creation. So too is the act of annihilation. Erasure and bittersweet finality, this is the song of truest gift. In its wake, once the echoes have rung their last, there is only silence and the grand splendor of nothingness. Thus is the song an end, and those who join its choir are death and nothing more. Written by Unknown. <laughs> what the hell? There's no fucking noise in the back. You drop your plant or something, is it? No, this is me leaning back on my chair. <laughs> now he's smoking yeah, that so big it's, joint. It's a bit squeaky. Yeah, so it's, it describes, <laughs> even in the Death Ringer, it says it describes the certain candidates of, uh, of their uh, music and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, his sec his first daughter, the um, Iranak, 
So do we know anything about her? If she's done anything else? She says that she's uh, she wants to kill all these axioms. But do, do we know if she's come about that? Oh, I wonder if it's maybe later on in this book. Partition and Death goes into the yeah. next one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, what they are trying to achieve. Okay. All right. Verse 4.8. The Partition of Death. One day, Oryx decides to grow new wings. While he wrestles with his worm, he came upon his twin daughters dying in a wound between places. What are you doing, my daughters? he asked. He was afraid that Ur Halak and Ur Anuk were trying to get into the deep where only the tablets of ruin allowed Oryx to go. We are dying, father, they said, as many times as we can manage. That's an adorable Procorius. Oryx shook out his new wings. But why? We propose a method by which ascendant souls can be detached and interrogated into a tautological and autonomous thantosphere, which we tentatively term an oversoul. Oversouls can be stored in a throne world as the mechanisms of enhanced death resilience. As a side effect, these new refinements to our death song may be achieved, moving us closer to a generally effective paracausal death impulse. Oryx brandishes his sword. Speak the royal tongue or I'll pin you up to ear to eat. If we can separate our deaths from ourselves and then hide them, we will be hard to kill. Oryx went to his son Crota. Go keep an eye on your sisters, he says. You can learn cunning from them. But while Oryx travelled to observe the deep, destroy an ancient fortress world, Crota conspired with his sisters to learn their secrets. I too will experiment with a wound, he said. With his sword, Crota cut open a new wound into a new space. In here, he thought he might obtain a secret power. Out of this wound came the machines called Vex. They invaded Oryx's throne world. So, I was always under the impression that Sivu um had talked Crota into opening a uh, wound into the, um, the Vex throne world, you know? Uh, I think it comes about later on that there was a conversation that happened between him and Sabathun where he put the idea in his head and then when he does this moment he kind of gets annoyed that his father's telling him to go and learn from his sisters when he's the older one so he tries to prove himself with this idea that he he's acting like he came up with himself but he didn't to open up this wound into another world and take on the creatures that come do you reckon it was an oh shit moment where he cut the wound up? He's like, oh fuck, dad's gonna kill me. Dad's gonna fuck I think me he up. Was, I think he was like, he he didn't know what was on the other side, but he was like, whatever's on the other side, I can take it on. I'm the son of Oryx. I can do this easy. Did nothing. And then, and then, uh, and then it was the Vex. Them little fuckers. Them little Vex fuckers come out. And what's important is they didn't just invade like their space they invoked Oryx's throne world like they're in the place where they can give final deaths but to all, only to Oryx here, though well they are they, these guys don't have their own throne world yet Ihalak and Ihanuk and Crota don't have their own throne world at the moment all they right. have to earn that that's what Ihalak and Ihanuk are trying to do they're trying to create they're trying to not eliminate the purpose of a throne world, but extend its per- extend its use by creating the Oversoul and hiding their death in the throne world. So even if they die in there, 
they still have the oversoul to bring them back. Yeah. It reminds me of the, um, the res that you could do in D1 as a warlock. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The self-res. Yeah. Radiance. Yeah. You could just... I just got I got pictured in my head. You know when you got a, you got your brother and you heard the fucker and he's crying and you're trying to like put your hand over his mouth to stop him <laughs> crying to get your mum because you you know you know your mum's got a barrel in there with her fucking slipper and she I'm trying to like almost killing the boy because you don't want him to fucking speak. You can just see yes. it just, just like trying to hold it, trying, trying to push this wound back on. Uh, fuck, <laughs> fuck! All these vex are just fucking teleporting around. And he's like. Where the fuck did that yeah. Minotaur come from? Motherfucker! Yeah, what is that? Oh, fuck, a fucking wyvern bloody thing just turned up. I wonder if the wyverns did invade that time. Well, it's back to it's back to what um what the law is saying that. This is he's, he's basically made by the by the way reds he's basically made a wound into the into their um their throne world or mm-hmm. like their home world, but there's a law saying that um we are only fighting help and farmers. The vex we are fighting are not even management spec; they are basic fucking janitors. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. all we fought. So if he's yeah. If he's just done a big portal, but into their home world, surely the Vex would have gone, woohoo, let's send the fucking big guns. Yeah, for sure. Right. I'm trying to remember, are the Vex on the Dreadnought in Destiny 1? Or is it just Cabal and Hive? I think it's just Cabal. Yeah, I think it's just Cabal, because I I remember just shooting so much fucking cabal because there was destiny one was more grindy wasn't it you need yeah 500 pieces of this stuff where the drop rate is like fucking 10 percent <laughs> yeah yeah 100 yeah. right ah. yeah and so that was a cool i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah again i'm gonna save that story so later all right so my reads next i think yours are dillies i think it is yeah i think it's you yeah, yeah. okay don't, don't argue with me dilly what did you verse 4.9 open your eye go into it the vex clattered around constructing large problems at first their constructions were deranged because they didn't understand the sword logic which had defined all rules in oryx's throne walls the the geometry perplexed them i'll cut them apart credit said but just then, the Vex ritual of better thoughts manifested a mind called Coria. Blade transform. Coria decided the sword logic. Jesus Christ. Coria deduced the sword logic. I have to kill everything, Coria resolved. Then I will be powerful. Crota's gate began to emit warrior Vex. Huge and brassy. He let forward to fight them, but they blinked away. After they fled from Crota, they killed 2,000 of Oryx's acolytes and 10,000 of his thrall. Soon they had established themselves as powers in this world by right of slaughter. Come forth, sister wizards, called, called Ir Halak. We need you, Ir Anuk, pulled a sword star out of the sky. Together the wizards charged it with killing power and made an annihilator totem, which they used to smash the Vex. 
Close the wound, Brother Crota, Anuk ordered. We will find a cunning way to destroy them, but only after they stop constructing problems on us. But Coria had instanced herself to the other side of the gate and built a hold fast to keep the way of open. Coria's objective was to exploit the paracausal physics of Oryx's throne to become divine. It organized a series of test invasions. For a hundred years of local time, the siblings fought the Vex. When the Vex came into the world, when the Vex came into the Sword World, they were inevitably annihilated. But when the Hive went into the Vex world, they lost too much of their power to win. Father's going to eat our souls, Halak sighed. Kuria captured some worm larvae and began experimenting with them. Soon Kuria, blade transformed, manifested religious tactics by directing worship at the worms. Kuria learned it could alter reality with mild ontopathogenetic effects. Being, efficient, being an efficient machine, Kuria manufactured a priesthood and ordered all of its, and ordered all of its sub-minds to believe in worship. Then it set about abducting and killing dangerous organisms so it could bootstrap itself to hive godhood. For some vexed reason, Kuria never attempted to introduce worm larvae into its mind fluid. Sabathun was laughing, because she had tricked Crota into cutting that place. This drew the attention of the worm our god Oryx, called Ea, set your house in order. Say it properly, mate. That's all caps, mate. You have to shout that shit. Ah, uh, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah there it is there Sabathun was the one that put the thought into Crota's mind to cut this portal open she knew what was on the other side so this what's is... interesting on, sorry, sorry, you go. Go. no you go, you go. No, I was going to say what's interesting is this Kuria character the Vex blade transformed um, able to quickly understand and simulate uh, the rituals of the hive and not taking in the worms either, never introducing the worm into its system like it knew that was a bad idea, but it could still perform the ve- the hive rituals in the throne world via the sword logic to gain power. Because they've become religious, um, in one of the um, in one of the parts where the deep is uh, talking, he says some the vex are his, some have returned, but some haven't. This is the, I think this is them talking about these religious fanatics mm, possibly ah uh, because they've altered now are they so in the, like what they say about the vex is the vex is completely neutral completely neutral so it just wants to be back or it's it's um it's design is to get everybody back into the garden so everything else is living in theory kills off and then once it's all finished it goes back into the garden and then everything goes back to how it was before obviously life is introduced into the cosmos this has kind of gone off their initial path now so they are now uh, with, the, with the ability to um pray to the deep obviously pray to the darkness or so the deep is in it was i think it was in like the two or three episodes ago they were saying um in the deep that some of them have come back so i think this is that indication of these f- religious fanatics are back within the deep's power but he's waiting for every all the other uh, Vex to come back, which are supposed to be completely neutral. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really long thought to follow. Yeah, possibly. I, I don't know. I, maybe they don't even know how to come back. Like, 
like you said, they've they've sort of reverted back to their original religious ways, but the ones that haven't reverted are so beyond that thought process that they just can't revert. Well, it, like the only reason the only reason that these ones are reverting back is because Corio was created to understand this religious ideal, but the rest don't have that ideal, and she's creating the Vex that. Yeah, but she's a, Curia has yeah. only manufactured a priesthood, so he hasn't manufactured mm. all of them to be religious fanatics. He's only managed to manufacture a single or a certain amount of priesthood. So they're the ones that have gone and gone back to the darkness because they start doing all the hive, um, the hive mm. rituals. All the rest of the mm. all the rest of the uh, the Vex are completely still um, neutral. Yeah. It's just his priests. More than likely that the Vex that we saw in the Black Garden at the end of Destiny 1's original campaign were part of Coria's uh, priesthood as well when they were doing that ritual, like worshipping that Black Heart. Mm. I'd say that's more than likely. Even any Vex that we come across in the Black Garden from here on in, I would say, are part of that same subset of priesthood. Yeah, yeah, possible. Could you see him with a big fucking bishop's hat on? Yeah. Touching kids. Mossy. Mossy. Priest hat. Yeah. Touching kids. <laughs> cool. I was really hoping we could get through that whole priest thing without that coming up. <laughs> nah. You are I a am fool. sorry. Why would you think that? Bad llama. Bad llama. Alright, four ten. An emperor for all outcomes. Oryx rushed home and read from the Tablets of Ruin. He put some of the Vex into wounds and to be taken by the power of the Deep. Thus, he turned the Vex against each other. Coria manifested a range of tactics, but none of them were adaptive. Oryx crushed all of the Vex in his throne. Oryx thought that he should, be st- he should study geometry. Like the Vex, it was the map of perfect shapes. But first, he had to punish imperfection. My son, he said, this is your punishment. Come home glorious or die forgotten. He picked up Crota by the legs and threw him into the Vex gate network. Crota battled through history, becoming a legendary demon. In his early centuries, he often spared a few victims to hear oaths and protest against his father. Later, he came to understand Oryx and he made temples and monuments wherever he went. Meanwhile, Oryx brooded on the Vex. I've met a worthy rival, he said. They want to exist forever, just as I do. But I don't understand them. At this, his worm began to chew on him, for he was bound to understand. He called Savathun to meet the, the material world. She told him that the Vex worked tirelessly to understand everything, so they could build a victory condition for every possible end state of the universe. Then I must be a better king, Oryx said. If they want to build an emperor for all all outcomes, then I will be king of only one. I will follow the deep wherever it goes, and the document is power. Let us create a catalogue of grave of the Grave of Worlds, which will be our map to victory. Oryx knew that all life could be described as cellular, cellular or tom, 
automata <laughs> except mm-hmm. for that life which understood the deep or the sky and thus escaped casualty out of love for her brother which was the same as desire to kill him Savathun leaked a secret to Zivorath. Listen, Sivu. Oryx's throne world has been compromised. You can cut your way in from here. Zivorath used this plan to ambush. But Oryx was too canny. The Taken King said to his court, The High War. My throne world is vulnerable, and I am going to move it. Where? asked Kagor, world render. Into a mighty dreadnought said Oryx. I shall keep my glorious mind, Cosmos, inside a titanic warship. Scene. Scene. So it's sort of showing a little bit of the, I I guess, the trickery and the bullshittery between each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And an introduction to the Dreadnought. This seems like a long play by Sabathun to get back at Oryx for the um, cutting off of the tithe of her power. But she's always like she's always doing the long play, though, isn't she? She's always yeah, yeah. And this would definitely feed into her worm. Is like the tricks. Like she doesn't have to trick Oryx. She tricks Crota into fucking up, which then in turn just snowball effects all the way through. Hmm. See, yeah, there's no way that anyone should ever trust her. No, fuck no. Like, with, with anything. Well, they always just keep going, ah, oh, Sabathone might trick me again, and then they get stabbed, and it's like, fuck. Just drop a moon on them. Drop, yeah. Drop a fucking Zebra moon. Rath. Like, why would you go Zebra Arath? I'm weakened at this moment, I need your help. Why would she not just go, oh, sweet, so I can come and invade and wipe you out and just get, like, a massive feed from this? I like how he just, like, pushed Crota into the fucking wound. Off you go, mate. Survive. Yeah. Yeah. Fix your fucking problem. <laughs> what was it? Grabbed him by the ankles and threw him. Yeah, Bad yeah. child. Yeet. Out. <laughs> yeet. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he literally hammer-throwed him. <laughs> yeah, yeeted him. Off you go, mate. Survive. <laughs> if you don't yeah, survive, you you're done. Off you, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Verse 4.11, Dreadnought. To make his ship, Oryx scrimshawed a piece of Akka, who was dead but far from gone. He stole the hammer of Zivu Arath and the scalpel of Zavathun, and he armoured his ship in baneful armour. When Oryx had built his Dreadnought, he pushed his throne world inside out so that it bled into the material space of the Dreadnoughts. They were cotominous and allied, his ship and his sin, the Dreadnought was within the throne of Oryx, but the throne of Oryx was the Dreadnought Ayat. This required a verse from the Tablets of Ruin. The whole court worked together to push Oryx's throne inside out. This was a day of joyous violence, and all of Oryx's brood marks this holiday as a version day. This is celebrated by turning things inside out. It sounds like a prolapse fucking anus, doesn't it? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Say it, Oryx. <laughs> Go into the universe, universe, my court. Gather tribute for me. Send it home to my ship. When I call you, walk up that walk up that tribute to my court. I will prepare for long voyages. I have Savathun insidious. Into the war, I graffiti this notice for you. Into the deep, these books are full of lies. 
Now Oryx's throne was safe from incursions because it moved so nimbly. Oryx attacked the Harmonious Flotilla Invincible, who guarded the Nietzsche Thoughtship when the flotilla surrounded the Dreadnought. Oryx put his sword into the hull and he used the power of the deep and the clever system his daughters built to push the throne world out into mere reality. By wrath and confidence, he filled the space with an egg of his throne. It swelled up like a ghost star to smash the Harmonious Floater Invincible. Oryx broke the last word of their names. In the Nietzsche Thoughtship, Oryx hoped to find the location of the gift mast, which had been left behind by the traveller. Oryx wanted to eat it, but the Thoughtship was a trap. Upon it, Cura Blade transformed. So Cura's back. Obviously, there are the Vex Cura. Mm-hmm. And then Dreadnought, we've obviously come to the understanding that the Dreadnought is a prolapsed anus. <laughs> it is a throne world inside out. Yeah. And the outside in. I like how they're going, oh, it's it's a vision. Is a, how do I fucking say it? They're a vision a vision day. A vision day? What was it? Like, Eversion day. Eversion day is like, oh, rabbits. <laughs> Out he goes, yeah. inside Turn out. things inside out. Like, it's like rabbit gloves. Like, you can just see, just, you can just see acolytes like... Pulling the head out of the rabbit. <laughs> you can just see acolytes just like, what am I going to turn inside out? What am I going to turn inside out? He's just Folding like, in on itself. Yeah, you look at a thrall and go, oh yeah. Oh yeah? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. split you in half. That's fucking turn you inside out. <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging them off the ceilings like fucking yeah like I, that. Bet, I bet it looks like something out of um, Hellraiser it's like that dodgy bitch fucking Eva Levante is just hanging up her fucking her dodgy um, her Christmas fucking lights and shit and then the throne no, like, all of her ornaments then she, what she does she goes and sees it goes two hours and then she zips off over to them and then she's in there like little uh, little <laughs> She's got her own little hut on the dreadnought. <laughs> yeah. Throw come up and cook her cookies. Now, just like hand her fucking turned out rabbits. Like, you be like, yeah. I've, got yeah. I've got an inside rabbit, inside out rabbit for you. And just hanging it up in fucking the big fucking like devastated tree that's been turned inside out. Fucking hang with a fucking dirty thrall and fucking rabbits and whatever else they go. Like space hippos and shit. Are you kink shaming? She's gone every thrall. She's gone every thrall. If you don't cook me, if you don't bring me enough inside out rabbits, you're not gonna get your task done. Yeah, you're not gonna get those weapons. You're not gonna get your. You're never gonna get. Yeah, you're not gonna get your fucking cookies. Yeah, the guardians are gonna win again. (laughs) 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 They cooked me a lot of cookies. You better keep up. Is it? There's a fucking act like fucking. (laughs) Skipping through with fucking turned out thrall on the end of his hands, going dee 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 dee. Yeah, and a big hand-woven basket. There's there's one cheeky bastard who walks in with a black hole. Are we still talking about prolapsed anus? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Again with the kink (laughs) shaming. Jesus. What we should point out is that Sabathun sends us a direct message during that middle passage there. Oh yeah, sorry. Which is like, I am Sabathun Insidious. I graffiti this notice into you. These books are full of lies. That wasn't a line that just didn't fucking make sense when Seves was reading. It's like a message within the book. Yeah, so. But can we trust Sabathun? No, no, you can't. She's a dodgy (laughs) bitch, isn't she? Come on. 
We know, yeah. we know she's a dodgy bitch. Like all the way through this, she's like, ah. mm-hmm. I didn't fucking. She's about as trustworthy as Callus. What if Callus is Sabathun? No, fucking. We we decided this. Callus. Fucking Eva Levant is fucking. Step, 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 step. You decided that. Why can't? Why can't Callus be Sabathun and Eva Levante? Well, he's, oh, all the way around. He's like, a, you know what I mean. He's an automaton, isn't he? So he possibly could. Well, we don't even know what he is, really. We've seen his dark head and his robot body, but we don't actually know what he looks like. Just this, like, tiny little fucking... He's a scion, for sure. Yeah, you, you look at the the way, it, like, to go off the thing, the way Callus is, is in the, um, the Shadow Realm. He's purple. Like, the scion's power is usually purple, isn't it? So, look, I reckon, mm-hmm. I reckon you're yeah. on the mark there. He's possibly a scion. <laughs> he's a projection he, he could be like there was that giant siren that we had to fight in that one strike on Mercury right yeah yeah alright who knows no. we're going off topic here verse 5.0 go yeah that's me verse 5.0 interdict simulate worship I'm going to kill you I'm going to salt my meat with your briny little thoughts. I'm going to cook flesh on your broken, molten hull. Insinuate, subvert, replicate. This ship is my throne. You want to take it from me. You want to fill it up with your own spawn and use it to, and use it for your abstract purposes. But I defy you. Observe, imitate, usurp. You will never be what I am. Simulate me, wretch. Calculate the permutations of my divinity. Compute the death in the shape of my throne. Render my shadow on the stone of ten thousand graveyard worlds. I will never be. It will never be enough. I hold the tablets of ruin. I speak to the deep. Not with a galaxy of thinking matter could you compa- Not with a galaxy of thinking matter could you encompass me. Behold, unknown enigma short for abort, halt, abort. So I'm guessing that Oryx has come across Cordia. Yeah. At this point. And obviously yeah. the Vex is trying to assimilate him, mm-hmm. but then they're not going to take into consideration the fact that they have uh, got their powers from one, a worm god, to yeah. the amount of people that they fucking killed and the sword logic and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a yeah, Oryx is a paracausal being, and we know from experience with the Vex ourselves that they cannot simulate a paracausal being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's exactly what I was thinking, mate. You've done well, boff. <laughs> Good on you. I need to get a name badge. Because <laughs> if we go to PAX, are we going to have name badges? Please tell me we're going to have name badges. Yeah, I'll have boff, obviously. Biff, boff. Biff, boff. Just multiple, multiple I'll wear, um I'll wear a disguise and everything and just have boff. No one will recognise me. I'll wear a baseball cap. You could walk around with your proper name on there and no one's going to recognise us. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) So who's going to be the first one? Who's going to be the first one outside of our outside of our uh, local our our close friends to be recognised? And then they go, oh yeah, angry guy. You're the angry fucker. (laughs) Right. It'll 100% 100% be serves because someone's going to walk into Redux Shop and be like, 
Fuck, I can see that forehead over that shoulder. This guy's pissing on a tree. That's got to be Sevs. That's got to be Sevs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I wondered who was going to be the first. If it, if this, if it does get bigger than what it is, if who's going to be the one recognizing it down the street going, Hi! You! Not no. Chase down I the street. People just throw in vaginas at you. Have that one. <laughs> I doubt it'd be that one. No, because you're fucking misses one later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I work on the job sites. Like people that I work around don't do video games, so I doubt it'd be me. Two baboons in a bag. <laughs> just so you know, Agnika is punching way above his weight. Way above his weight. Oh, we're talking about my <laughs> breasts again. Not yours, no, not yours. <laughs> but it's either Dilly's, mine, or bags. yours. Or your wife's. So, like, it's, it's your wife, or your missus, or your partner. Fiance. 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 All right. This is 5.1. End of a failed timeline. By now, Courier knows it can't win. There's something pathological about the world inside Oryx's ship. It resists analysis with hot, dead spite. And Oryx himself, he's irreducible. He refuses to obey Courier's simulations. He crashes around, sowing chaos. He grabs some minds and compromises them with some kind of ontological weapon. Paracausal systems, very problematic. Corey is trying the religious tactics it involved in the Hive Manifold. But even on those terms, Oryx is strong. So strong, Coria won't be able to protect its gates much longer. The closest Corey has got to a simulation of Oryx is a best guess bootstrap. It's wrong. Corey is sure of that. It's Oryx minus the symbiote organism. Minus the wings and morphs. Minus the weapon. Minus the power. No good for anything. Coria manifests the simulation anyway, just to see what happens. The Taken King marches on Coria's Hydra hull, armed with a blade and magic, cloaked in ancient cloth, and the universe wails in horror around him. Coria's physics models and toy worlds choke and crash. Coria observes, alert and attentive, as a single quirk splits on the tip of Oryx's sword. From within the Hydra hull, Coria's tiny, not Oryx speaks. What are you? It says. It's manifesting terror and awe. Oryx's eyes blaze with a curiosity that is entirely isomorphic with hate. With vicacious hunger? Orash, he says, in his hive language. You've made me as I was. You've made a tiny Orash. Ha! Coria updates the simulation's name. Oria, Orush is curious. You're me? You're me as I become? Oryx kneels his blade on the left shoulder. Coria is firing every available weapon at him. But his wards don't break. He looks into Coria's senses through the hammering fire and he says, Child, I have everything you wanted. I am immortal. I know the great secrets of the universe. I have scouted the edges of the darkness, and I have chased the lion god down galactic arms in a howling pack of moons. In my fist, I carry the secret power that will rule eternity. 
In my womb, I bear the tribute of my court and of my children, the hope eater, the weaver, and the unraveler. And with this tribute, I smash my foes. I am Oryx, the Taken King. I am Almighty. Coria samples the Taox intelligence retrieved from the Incuman, Incuman gate <laughs> that are useful names. It feeds them to sim the simulation. What about your sisters? Orish asks its future self. Sathuna, Zyro, are they with you? The Taken King's fangs glint. That sound might be a laugh or a hiss. Coria shuts down its weapons and puts all its spare resources into sending telemetry to the Greater Vex. There will be points in space and time where this data is vital. There will be a great project undertaken in the study of this ontological power, this throne space. Where are my sisters? Aura shouts. What have you done with my people? What have you done? But Oryx's fist is full of black fire, and the next thing Corey sees is a light like stars. So just the, the beginning of that, doesn't it sound like it's a pawn between Curia <laughs> and Oryx? The close Oryx got a simulation of Oryx with best known guest bootstraps. It's wrong. Curia sure of that. It's Oryx minus the symbiote organism, minus the wings and the morphs, as they look across each other from a dirty room, as music plays in the background, as Oryx looks back and goes, do me. <laughs> so Kira is realizing she's way out of her fucking league, basically. Like, I yeah, didn't, she's way out of her. I didn't think she. I didn't think she, they could actually um, do paracausal entities. I didn't think she could just randomly make a. Well, she can't. But she somehow scanned into him and found a point in his timeline where he wasn't paracausal. Yeah, okay, alright. Well, that's that's yeah, that's fair enough. That's why he's comes out as Who was it? Not Al Orash, the one before it. Urash. Yeah, yeah, she Urash. he comes out of Oh Urash, yeah, sorry, right? it was Orash. Yeah, yeah. And then Teox as well. So they've had samples of the Teox intelligence retrieved from Ecumine Gate. So they've obviously got information from Teox as well. Yeah. And so like she this Kurash Kurash um some fucking uh, Kira, um, she knows she's way, way, way underpowered for this fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, she knows. Is this pointing out? Is this pointing out the Vex are not immortal, even though they're like, a, like cybernetic or robotic? Like they, they have, they have a life expectancy. Uh, yeah, well, I'd say anything, well, besides, um, the high video men, they would have a life limit. The Vex milk inside, or the, the, the um, it's not Vex milk, it's, um... Yeah, we understand, it's, uh, Radiolarian. That's the one, the Radiolarian would still have a life limit on how much you can actually... All right. ...live for. Like, it's still electron, it's like a battery, it's still got electricity running through it. Eventually, that wears out. But there's a fucking big waterfall of the shit in Nessus. They're just going to just dip their toe in and just get charged back up. 
I don't know if it's the same thing though. Like I think that's like putting a new battery into your remote. No, so what like they, the chassis would stay, but the radiolarian would be different. Well, they're supposed to say that the radio the radiolarian inside the vex is millions of organisms, not just one organism. So whether it would right, it would change the um, the programming, maybe. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's vex. That's a vex. That's a vex. That's a vex question. Yeah. Two vex times. That's a vex. Not other times. Yeah. Verse five point two. Strict proof eternal. I have a gift for you, says Oryx. Savathun, witch queen, looks at him with dry weariness. Is it the sword logic that I need to go into the deep and take your power for myself? Their echoes moves among the war moons, walking together on the hull of a 2,000-year-old warship. Savathun's fleet has assembled here in preparation for the insulter on the gift mast. The deep is headed that way. On the trail of its prey, the hive will be his vanguard. It's a vex I captured. Curia, blade transform. It made an attempt to puncture my throne. Um, I thought you might enjoy studying it. Oryx pauses digestion. Through the bond of lineage, he can feel Crota killing, worlds and worlds away, and it tastes like sweet fat. Curia contains a vex attempt to simulate me. It might generate others. You, perhaps, or Zebo Wrath, I've left it some will of its own, so it can surprise you. I suppose I'll blow up. It'll blow up and kill me, Sabathun grouses. Or let the machines into my throne, where they'll start turning everything into clocks and glass. If it kills you, then you deserve to die, Oryx says with a quiet thrill. A happy thrill, because it's good to say the truth. I don't have strict proof yet, you know, Savathun strokes the void with one long claw, and space-time groans beneath her touch. This thing we believed, that we liberate in the universe by devouring it, that we cut in out the rot, that we're on course to join the final shape. I haven't found a strict eternal proof. We might yet be wrong. Oris looks at her for a moment, just a moment. He is nostalgic. He is sentimental. He thinks, imagine the years behind us, the things we've done, and yet being old doesn't feel like a scar, does it? It hasn't left me dull. I feel alive, alive with you, and every time I step back into this world from my throne... I feel like I'm two years old again, at the bottom of the universe, looking up. But he says, Sister, it's us. We're proof. We, the hive. If we last forever, we prove it. And if something more ruthless conquers us, then the proof is sealed. She looks back at him with eyes like hot needles. I like that, she says. That elegant. Although, of course, she has had this thought before. Hmm. So she uh, so Oryx is given Oryx is given Sivu Wrath Cura. So s- mm-hmm. see what she's going for. Whether it's so like you said, like Savathun said, it's to be able to open up a throne world, uh the Vex to go into their throne world, or possibly make another entity of Savathun before she becomes paracausal. If she is, if she was paracausal, yeah, she is. As soon as they took the worms and took on that power, they became paracausal beings because it extended their life indefinitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it would 
possibly scan her and um, bring forth Sathona. Whatever that does for Sathona, whatever she gains from that, I'm not sure. But it would definitely like interest her. Yeah, because it's obviously she can maybe it's taken who maybe it's Oryx's way of taking Savathun's glare away from him onto something else instead of who killing yeah. him, killing him or trying to take his tablets because he's quite um he's quite uh, attached to these tablets and he's always thinks that he's he's always thinks that other people are going to take these fucking tablets away from him. Because now he can go into the deep and converse with the deep when he's got his tablets. Yep. You know? He's, he's, yeah. He's uh, he's paranoid as fuck. He, yeah. Well, once you have power, you're always paranoid to lose. True. As the old age goes. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a survival thing. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting when Sabathun comes in the Witch Queen to see if we come across Coria at all and if it's used to somehow find a weakness enough in, it, in us and it simulates us somehow to show ourselves before we were guardians. Yeah. Um, and give us like a, a past. Yeah, well, that, that'd be fucking cool though if, the, if mm. they introduce the guardian and then you kind of like, and like you get to Put before you become paracausal, so you're an exo or the human before you're an exo. Obviously, if you are playing an exo, what you were, most of them, yeah, I'd be like, oh, he's a fishmonger. I'm like, oh, mm. it'd be interesting to see like how far back we were before we died, if we were in the golden age or not. I think I don't even think we could have been. If as soon as we get, uh, we could still be touched by light and still be simulated it doesn't really change us like that mm. the only reason we're paracausal is because we die and resurrect yeah yeah you'd be like that cabbage that cabbage seller from fucking avatar <laughs> like so un- so completely, <laughs> my cabbages yeah so completely underwhelming you're like oh fuck like oh my cabbage yeah that'd be, that'd be very funny yeah I at the same time I don't know if I would want an answer to who would who we were before guardians? I kind of like the idea that our guardians' past is us as a person in real life. Yeah, but, uh, at the same time, it would we're all supposed to be like the same guardian within the lore of the world, so having a past that actually affected stuff within the world at present day, like Felwinter's past, like how Felwinter was actually someone else very important in his history um, that he wasn't allowed to remember. Well, look at Aramis. She... Aramis. She uh, was obviously touched by the darkness, and she had a past. Obviously, Mm. she never died, so it doesn't really... I don't know how this is is the same thing (laughs) at all, to be honest. Just don't, not, just ignore. Just but, like, we'll edit that. We'll edit that. We'll edit that part out. We're no, we're going to leave that in. That's going to stay in forever. It's good on the internet. You are never going to get away from that dumbass fucking comment that you made. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up every episode. You, you've joined <laughs> the realm intro. of Dilly's dumb comments. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know that part where everybody's on the dreadnought and they captured the traveler behind them. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> when, did, when did this happen? <laughs> I missed that episode. Yeah. No, yeah. I missed that DLC. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Drifter? You can't even spell DLC. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Alright. Mic drop again. Redemption. Uh, me? Yep. Verse 5-3 I'd shot them all in cells Pray and sacrifice Uttered by Zivurath God of war Harmony When the traveller passed across Harmony It lied to the orbits of 10,000 Oh, sorry It lied to the orbits of 10 worlds Now they orbit the black hole The traveller lied to the accretion disk So it would give them So it would give warm light to these worlds the gift mass. When the traveller left Harmony, it made a monument out of the black hole's polar jet. In the jet there is a hollow mass which sings in radiance. This is the gift mass, and we will devour it. We will eat the sky out of it. We will snap it like a bone. The Harmony Sting. The Harmony have weaponized their dead star. They can simulate the accretion disk to fire relativistic plasma jets. We will take the sting. We will use it to burn their worlds. I will grant one temple of tribute to the first ascendant to kill a world. Oryx. I will give him the... I will have the gift mask to feast on. I will have it first. I am Zivorath, and all war is my temple. Beware the daughters of Oryx, for they make and unmake with ease. Savathun, the deceitful sister, will be distracted by Arcana and the song of the black hole. Treat her beauty. Treat her broods with contempt. The Traveller. We chase it, and we will devour it. The Deep will rule the cosmos. The Dragons. Our gods should be ours alone. Their smug freedom is an insult to me. I'd shut them all in cells. Bring them to me. Zebra Wrath writes things very listing, and very single minded in terms just like this is what the harmony is it was a moon on fundament the traveler showed up it made a black it made a weapon in its own black hole and then we killed it there's no beating around the bush there's no poetry or trickery or anything it's just like this is what it is this is my thought behind it well my what i got drawn to was the dragon so these our gods mm. should be ours alone. So we've always discussed whether the worm, the worm is their gods, whether the worms are uh, ahamkaras. And this kind of mm-hmm. points out, this kind of says, look, the dragons, our gods, should be ours alone. So it kind of points out that, like, like we said before, that the worms are ahamkaras, but maybe a different evolution or a different form yeah. taken before um obviously the hive and then for us is a completely different form like ribbon and stuff like that yeah referred to as worms or dragons it's all synonyms for the same creature almost like wyvern drakes yeah it's it's spelled the worms it's like if it was spelled properly then yes i would say yeah without a doubt but this is the word the spell is a little bit different but Look, I think they're all fucking linked, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that's all. Yeah, like, but like you said, she's very, like, she's 
regimental mind, so she would have to. Mm. She's got a certain way of doing things where Savathun would come in through the back door and stab you in the back. Where she's like, like it describes all the way through. Hammer, hammer blows, bang, bang, bang. It will come. She will only come straight at you. That's why I kind of find it feeling weird with um with season of the hunt. She's trying to lure. She's using these lures to to draw. Um, to draw people away, like the fallen away and all that sort of stuff, to make her army, where you think she just have this fucking massive army behind her, and she just plows. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't stand right. I don't think it's very well thought out can, for her character. The only thing I can think of is that there's something that's happened from when we last saw her to now, where her army has been extinguished. And that she needs to rebuild. Do you reckon that's the tithe system? It, it's like they've knocked the tithe system on their head. And so she's yeah. she's at the pinnacle. She's at the end of it. So it could be that the worms are eating her brood from the bottom up. Possibly. And so she's just making new ones. Yeah. Without having to give them worms. Just by corrupting them and making them under her control without giving them worms. She has an army that isn't eating itself. Mm, mm. Maybe so, that's her only way around it. Yeah. Do we know um, when you kill um, a hive on the mass on the um, on the hunt that it uh, pops out a worm at the end, like with most hive when you kill them? Um, I'm not sure. I've never actually stopped to look. No, I don't either. It might be something I might do late, uh, tomorrow or something. What would be interesting is if a worm popped out of a fallen that had been corrupted. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Hmm. Like out of their, um... Oh, what's the fucking round things? God, my brain's not working. The shanks. Anus. Yeah, no, no, what's the, uh, not the shanks, the, uh, servitors. Oh, the servitor. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a random worm pops out. Like, how the fuck did you get in there? A worm and it's got, like, ether crystals growing off of it. Yeah, fuck. Right. Mm. 5.4. The Gift Mast. The Gift Mast. It towers above the star system like a monument to treason. It beams with silver light. It sings a radio lullaby made of soothing lies. In its light live, ha- live the harmony, and they are now our prey. Now arrives Zivor Rath. At the head of her armada, she fights for the harmony for 50 years with strategies and discipline. But the harmony turned to dragon wishes, and their wishful bishops wrestle Zivu in the ascendant plane. Zivu falls into deadlock. Next arrives Sabathun, flanked by her chorus and her celebrants. They trick their way onto the anaharmony in disguises, so that they might vivisect these dragons. The worm, our god, laughs and laughs. For a hundred years, Sabathun keeps secret covens among the harmony. But first of all was Oryx, whose brood grew in secret places in the rubble of the accretion disk. The first navigator sends rocks and comets to crash into the Harmony worlds, so that the Harmony fleet will be disarrayed. He sends cedars to infiltrate the Harmony worlds with his broods. Here, at the centre of the fifth book, the hive has grown so mighty that it has made the annihilation of all false life routine. 
uh, Zivorath kills the wishful bishops, and Savathun achieves some secret purpose, and Oryx's court tears down the gift mast. The Harmony people wail in terror, and they throw themselves into the silver lakes of Unharmony to drown. Come, saith Oryx, eat of the gift mast, for I am a generous god. Of its pieces I claim only two out of every five. The mast is full of the light of the traveller. It is full of the marrow taste of the sky. All who eat of it are filled with ecstatic certainty that they serve a great necessary purpose. Then saith Sabathun, Siblings, listen. We must part ways a while, so that we may grow different. She flies her war moons onto the bla- into the black hole. Her throne becomes distant. Saith Zivorath, King Oryx, you take up too much space. Your power constrains too many choices. I must go away from you. She flies her, her, her war moons away into the night. Her throne is barred shut. Then Oryx was alone. He spent a while in thought, and those thoughts are recorded here. How doesn't the war moons like rip each other apart with their own gravitational pull? You know, if I just had like an... war moons. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say I just had an image of like people riding the war moons like monkey magic road clouds. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they just they just got a basic moon. They burrowed into it like in um, on our moon, and then they've got um, uh, sh- um, engines like they had in the fundament and then they can move them all around but how isn't the each of these moons each of these moons will have their own gravitational pull because that's what happens when you have such a large celestial body so how are they just not tearing because they must be havoc so as they just fly in to kill a world the gravitational pull of each of each moon must be causing havoc on any person any um person that these guys go to fight It would be the same as how there's some sort of space magic where it just doesn't work like that. Like the gravity just doesn't affect each other. Just the same as how the Traveller terraformed Earth and Mercury and Mars have the same gravity and atmosphere that we can all survive on. Did you just say say the Traveller terraformed Earth? Sorry, did I say Earth? I meant Moon (laughs) and Mercury and Mars. But um... (laughs) Fuck! You just fucking threw you just threw my whole fucking train of thought away. Ah, motherfucker! <laughs> it was oh. my plan all along. Drinking, they're in the drinking like they're in the bungee thing, and they like right in, and they're like, "Yeah, this is fucking amazing." And then one guy, like the intern, goes up and goes, well, "What about the gravitational pull? Don't mention it. Don't mention it. Nobody else is gonna mention it. Nobody else will say a word. Just don't. It's just, it's just a thing that doesn't happen." Paracausal space magic. <laughs> Wizards. Space ninjas. Yep. Exactly. First 5.5. Apocalypse refrains. This is our message to things that we will kill. A species... Oh, fuck, I just lost my whole spot. <laughs> Let me go back. Versus 5.5. Apocalypse refrains. This is our message to things that we will kill. A species which delivers that good existence can be invented through a game of civilizations and through laws of conduct is doomed by the beliefs. They will die in terror, 
the lawless and ruthless will drag them down to die. The universe will erase their monuments. But one that sets out to understand the true law and to perform worship of that law will be that decision gain control over their future. They will gain hope of ascendance and by their ruthlessness they will assist the universe in arriving at its perfect shape. Only by eradicating from ourselves a clemency for the weak can we emulate and become that which endures forever. This is inevitable. The universe offers only one choice and it is between ruthlessness and extinction. We stand again the fatal lie that the world built on laws of conduct may even resist the action of truly free. This is the slavery of the traveller, the crime of creation, in which labour is wasted on the construction of false shapes. If you choose to fight us, fight us with everything you have, with all the laws and games, we will prove our arguments thus. So, so we we are not a part. So we are like the Earth. This is before even the traveler has gone to the Elixni and stuff like that. This is hmm. still a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's just him basically besmirching the traveler's good name, isn't he? Yeah, he chooses, like, like you said earlier, it's. Um, the traveler offers lies and unsafe housing. It dulls their blades and their teeth, and then the hive just fucking wipe through. Mm. So they saying they basically saying you know the traveler comes in, stays on a, a planet. They then will build a beautiful civilization, so they will have their golden age. But it's fucking pointless because the hive are just death and destruction. They'll just come in and just wipe the fucking floor with them. And then the traveler will move on then. Yeah. And then when I got to us, we were the only one. Well, it was trying to leave us as well. But then we don't know how. But at some point it got crippled and had to stay. And so it created the ghosts, which created the risen and ultimately us. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's been a talked about thing, isn't it? Some people are saying Rasputin, some people are saying the darkness, some even yeah, we we don't know for sure yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we may never know because we thought we'd get an answer when Rasputin woke up, but then Rasputin's like, I speak Russian, so we look at Anna Bray, and Anna Bray's like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Do you reckon somebody's put that through a translator and see if it actually comes out to something? Oh, they have, yeah, I really hope someone has. Yeah, they have, but the problem was was the way it, um, it, the sound comes out can't actually be translated. Motherfuckers. Yeah, so a lot of the um, sounds and the noises that Rasputin actually makes were basically nothing. So the only Russian parts that were actually decipherable are the writings on the wall. All right, yeah, hmm. okay. Just an angry fucking Russian person. You reckon it is? You reckon same voice actor for Saint Fourteen, and he just keeps reading lines in Russian. It's just fucking. It's just off. It's just copying, uh, copying, paste off dash cams, Russian dash cams. (laughs) (laughs) The meteorite hitting in the background. Do you think Rasputin could be Savathun? 
<laughs> we need to get away from this. No, because we have to keep it going until next year when the argument comes back with more arguments. And we're all wrong. For the dawning. The next dawn. Turns yeah, out like we are Savathun. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's a Spartacus moment the whole time. <laughs> I am Spartacus. Alright, 5.6. Verse 5.6. I at, I at, I at, I at. Ayat. All is well, Ayat. What is, what is at war is healthy, what is at peace is sick. My son Crota feeds me rich, rich tribute. My lineages are strong, my worm is vast and satiated, and with that security I can spend my time on study and communion with the deep. As I learn more secrets, my, pow- my power grows. As my power grows, I use it to learn more secrets. Ayat. Let it be thus, because it must. I wonder if my sisters have secrets of their own. If my power exceeds theirs, I may kill them permanently and subsume their thrones. But I think they have strength that they hide from me. Developed in time of separation, Ayat. The only meaningful relationship is the attempt to destroy. Sabathun asks if I am as much a slave to the deep as my taken. She asks what price I pay for my power. I am not taken. The hive is not the deep. The deep doesn't want everything to be the same. It wants a life, strong life, life that lives free with the life that lives free without the need for a habit, for a habitat of games to insulate it from reality. When I might, when I make my taking, I make them closer to perfect. I heal their wounds and enhance their strengths. They're inherently, this is inherently good. Hayat. The only right is existence. The only wrong is non-existence. I am Oryx, the first navigator, the Taken King, Ayat. Let me be what I am, because to be anything else would be fatal. Just fucking self-explanatory, really. He's just talking about what he is. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Nothing really to that. So, so Crote is still out in the background fucking killing Vex. Yeah. And he's just I don't think Crota ever actually fully makes it back. Eventually he makes it to our moon. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, so like it's uh Crota feeds me rich tribute, my lineage is strong, my womb is vast and satiate uh sated. Satiated. Yeah, sat- satiated. So But like he says, this is what he's supposed to do. This is his existence. This is his whole existence. If he wasn't doing this, then his worm would eat him. And to be... And it'd be fatal. He'd just die from his worm, just eating all... Destroying him. Yeah. There's nothing else he can do but this. Mm. Yeah. This is... Moving on. Mm -hmm. 5-7. Forever and a blade. I considered returning to Fundament, learning what became of the God Wave and the tungsten monoliths and the continents which were all that remained of my people's primal home. But I know what became of all that. It became me. I am the heir of Fundament, an immortal descendant of those ten-year krill. I asked the question, how can we live in a universe long enough to understand it? And I learned the answer, which is written here in this book. I learned that I had to become most ruthless of all. I don't know where the darkness, which is the deep, came from, nor the traveller that I hunt, but I will learn. I will learn. 
this is my inheritance, my estate, eternity, infinity, the whole universe beneath my sword. This is what I rule forever and a blade. I kind of like the um, thought of Oryx like sitting over a desk and he's just in a massive library and there's a fire nearby and he's just got a feather quill writing in his book, all of his thoughts, and this is what came out. The, the dog nah. by his side with the head up on his lap. No, yeah, I've got a three eyes. I've got a thought. He's just this massive because the tablets that he has on his waist are fucking huge, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just Gigantic. he's just sitting there with a fucking magnifying glass, trying to write in a really small book. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I fucked up the page, chiseling away. Writing it, he's like, put his slippers on. Dear diary. What happens if you misspell something on a tablet? Like, how do you erase that? Putty. Uh, putty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> putty. Putty in the fucking. Everyone's just got a dip, like a little platter of clay and mud. They just oh wow. yeah, they just got fucking ground up pebbles. Yeah. And you just got to rub it back in. Calling out to the teacher, what? Miss, I made a mistake. I need some more chalk. Oh. Bit of white yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> white out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking just white out all over the tablets. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't white out, boy. <laughs> oh. Verse 5.8. Worm food. What will happen if I die? It suits me to consider this, for I am a great ally of death. My daughter study the quiddity of my death. My son practices the inhibitions of death, and my great work is the ultimate to become cinemas with death, to die and in that die in life, so that if the universe comes to nothing, then I will be a part of that nothing. Far better to have savage universe with a happy end than a happy universe with no hope. I have died many times, but these deaths were only temporary. If my echoes are killed and I am killed in the material world, then I will be driven back to my throne, the Dreadnought. In my court and my throne can be beaten. If I am confronted in my throne, if I am defeated there, then I will die. My work will end. This is the pact of which I am bound, in particular to my study of the Tablets of Ruin and by my use of the power of the Deep. When I call upon that power, I put myself up as the stakes in the wager. I gamble with my soul. For I am saying, listen, my gods, I am the mightiest there is, and I prove it thus. Lately I have realised how much I depend on Crota and my daughters, and even upon my court. If I lost them, my outlaws would exceed my intakes. My tributes would not be enough to feed my womb, but this is proper. For if I lost them, uh, it would be because I was not mighty enough, and then I would be a bad father, a bad king. I must test them and fight with them. To keep them strong. This is my geese. I will go on forever. I will understand everything. There's only one path. And that is the path that you make. But you can make more than one path. Break yourselves bars. Make a new shape. Make the shape from its path. Find yourselves bars. Break out of the bars. Find the shape. Make the shape from this path. Eat the light. Eat the path. If I fail, let me be worm food. And at last, we're motherfucking done. I, I kind of feel like going to a bar. <laughs> Drinking your yeah. sorrows. The book of... Ah! Books. 
to hear as a podcast series. Have we? Just yeah. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> that just seemed like an ending in a diary, didn't it? Mm. Basically, so, yeah. So a diary well, of someone who's writing it, expecting someone to read a, it. A lot of what was written that we've gone through has been worded as if that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a journal. Mm. You know, you, you go yeah. through some of them, and you know the answers that I was seeking are written within this book. So the mm. book of sorrows is essentially it's a journal. It's mm. he, he. I think he understands that he can't be the mightiest forever. He understands if he's. At one stage in his one stage in existence, he's going to be taken out properly. So whether the deep has given him the insight that he will be taken out by us in the future, I don't know. But he he understands that he can't keep this. He can't be at a hundred forever. Yeah, it's like he's you know? he, he he looks at it that if he can't be taken out, then there is no point in doing anything. Like if there's no one to better him then what's the point in it in, in life itself? Like, you can't be number one all the time. He needs to fall. He knows that. But he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that the person that makes him fall is a worthy successor. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. Turns out it's not anyone in the hive either. It wasn't Crota. It wasn't Alakul, the dark lady. It was us. My bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the, then, that we we not taking him out for a very long time because we aren't even a fucking speck at this stage. We are still no. there's so much other shit that's running around before these, before the travelers even come to Earth. Yeah. So I think he's had some insight into the deep. The deep has given him an insight, and he's basically projecting into the future, knowing that he's going to get taken out. Yeah. Well, it goes back to the whole flower game as well, like. You got the Vex who essentially know what what would you call them like the rule keepers of of the game. So they understand things that, that could happen in the future, and with all the you know the the fiddling that they've done with the Vex and trying to understand and learning from them and whatever, I guess something may have appeared as a, a bit of a sign for them to to read into. Hey, this is where where you're headed if you don't get your mm. shit right yeah yeah because yeah. it's the vex the vex are not paracausal are they no 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 they are they're completely like, so who's 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 our paracausal entities now that we have so we have the hive of paracausal of the um, the hive or crota or um, oryx or whatever <laughs> they are ourselves mm-hmm. yeah obviously the darkness uh, mm-hmm I think that's, that's it. it yeah. Is that it? So obviously the fallen yeah. aren't paracausal and the vex aren't paracausal no. and the cabal aren't paracausal. No. Yeah. yeah, there's not much. And we even know that people that have been, um, well, yeah, we said like the fallen, but people that have been touched by the light on Earth aren't paracausal either because there's a series of people who have been simulated before. Yeah. <sighs> well, so. I'm fucking done. I'm tired. It is Avas 11 yeah. year. I have drunk six beers as I'm talking to you fuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking I'm drunk. Like, oh, no. No, tipsy. Tipsy. Mm. So, I'd like, I'd like to um, give a shout out. We've, uh, we asked one of our uh, clan members, uh, Strife, to, um, to make us a, uh, 
some music for our for the intro and he's fair play to the boy he's done a fantastic job and hopefully you may hear it on this when this episode comes out after um after Agna Kai has to do all the editing or, or splice <laughs> in for a splice in with Dilly oh, comes in God. and then we are talking to Dilly recording and Dilly's thing but it might you might you might get this episode in about three weeks. Depends on how <laughs> yeah. fucking Agatha yeah, uh, gets on. I'll um, um I'll just re-record my episode whole happens before this from start to out. finish now, and then I'll send that whole thing through for you, <laughs> as if I was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. oh, please do. Yeah, just listen back and respond. Yeah, just have these awkward giggles from me. <laughs> oh. oh, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. I agree. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Prolapsed butthole. Um, and um. We like we said at the beginning, we have a PvP episode now next a week Saturday. It is going to be streamed. Um, mm-hmm. We will be discussing um, God rolls, different um, different kits, different setups for different classes. If it does, if it if if things affect certain classes, or if you should stick with a certain um, setup for a certain class because that kind of works out better. None of this cheating, fucking Titan bollocks with. Currency oh and armor, so you just run around and just fucking slide everywhere and kill every fucking thing. Right, you just freeze everything from the other slide side of the map, you fucking dress wearing skirt. Well, we got nerfed, no, mate. We got nerfed. Kernstein armor doesn't get fucking nerfed. They keep that shit in because Titans are, need every bit of fucking health they can get. No, we don't. Mm. <laughs> um, but we'll also be going so- through things like tactics, mindsets, mm. you know, when. When you're on a good roll, when you're not on a good roll, what you should actually do to fix your mindset. So yeah. There's, there's and, quite um, a lot to it, more than just about the, the gear loadouts, but yeah, obviously that's going to be a yeah. Bit, yeah. And where we think it needs to go, where um, Crucible Trials, possibly PvE, as in the game Destiny as well, because this is, we bring in um, a guy, uh, one of our PvP guys called Monster. Um, he does all our, um, he does all our, um, artworks and stuff like that and he'll bring a different perspective from a pvp type of thing and it could possibly roll into a little bit of pve but we don't want to be kind of basist on that but look that's me guys um thank you thank you for listening um like i said before if you got any comments drop us a fucking comment um fuck you i'm out (laughs) Classic. Classic Sebs. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time on the live stream. The live stream will be the 23rd of January 2021. Bye now. Peace.